You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. Midco SN, proud to be your television home for live coverage of UND Athletics, the Summit League, the NCHC, the NSIC, and high school coverage throughout North and South Dakota, plus award-winning original programs like Midco Sports Magazine and Midco Sports Tonight. That's Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Welcome to the pilot edition of the Bill Chaves Podcast. I'm Alex Heinert of Midco Sports Network alongside the namesake of this program, University of North Dakota Athletics Director, Bill Chaves. Bill, welcome to your show. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. I appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hosting. Thanks to uh, Midco for our uh, partnership and uh, excited about doing this, really excited. And uh, uh, look forward to uh, many episodes. It's like you said, it's like the pilot. And so we got to get to know the characters. Absolutely. You're the main protagonist of this whole thing. Talk me through, first of all, why a podcast? Why do you want this particular medium to go out there to people out there that love you in the athletics? Yeah, I, you know, I, I had a little bit of a uh, um, taste of it when I was at Eastern Washington, and I thought that it was a great way to get into almost a little bit of long form. And uh, so many times we're into um, a certain amount of characters and we're in uh, uh, sound bites that, you know, it's about context. Sometimes it's about, uh, sometimes you hear the sound bite, but sometimes there's something that comes before it and after it. And I think this medium gives me that opportunity to kind of, you know, explain things in a longer version. Sure. And then, you know, people can make their choices. If, if they want to <laughs> turn it off, they turn it off. But at the end of the day, you know, they can get it whenever they want to get it and uh, and consume it when they want to consume it. Yeah, well, a great chance for UND fans just to be informed, I think, from your perspective on what's going on around the university, around the athletics department. And like you said, a much more deeper context. We have podcasts are great. We can talk as long as we want to on this. There's no, there's no commercial breaks. There's no end of the hour type stuff. We have all day to yeah, do whatever we well, want. Yeah, and well, I, and I think, you know, there's going to be certain times, Alex, where, you know, I think you can absolutely ask questions and I'll have to say, you know, I got to hit a pause button at this sure. point. Mm-hmm. Can't can't go into too much at this stage because it might be in real time, whatever it right. might be. And so uh, but I think there's enough things that have, have happened even in the landscape of intercollegiate athletics, since we started talking about this in the spring, sure. mm-hmm. that we probably could do hours on, right? I mean, there's there's topics that are out there. I mean, you've got the transfer rules that are kind of in play right now. You have gambling, some gambling stuff that obviously came down as well. And, uh, you know, there's just other things that we're, uh, you know, having to deal with, whether it's, again, the Rice Commission type stuff. And, and so lots of things out there. But I think ultimately, you know, to be able to kind of tie it in how it fits with you ND athletics is incredibly important. Yeah, that's going to be good stuff. So the plan right now, and we'll, we'll kind of lay out really quick sort of what the expectations are. I think the plan is to try and do this on a weekly basis over the course of the athletics year and then maybe go a little more sparingly in the summertime. But what, yes. what are your expectations for this? What should listeners be looking forward to over the next couple seasons? Well, I think folks folks should know that, you know, Alex and I did meet in the spring when we were, we were talking about this and we thought about doing it in the uh, one or two in the summer. And I think we kind of got to the point where maybe it'd be better just to kick it off in August so there was a consistency mm-hmm. to it. So I think we even talked about, I think we're defaulting to recording on Monday mornings at 10 a.m., but based on all of our schedules at this point in time, and I know we have a special guest that you're going to introduce here in a, in a second or two. That's also <laughs> on this podcast, but but ultimately, you know, that's at least the game plan. 
and I think it'll go as long as it goes. I mean, that's it in a nutshell, right? I mean, there's enough podcasts out there. The consumer makes the choice on how they want to go about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be mainly UND-centric at the at the front end. But, you know, I think you and I both have some, uh, how should I say, sport uh, uh, affinities that mm-hmm. we might talk about at the at the back end. And if people want to tune out at that point, they can tune out. <laughs> so if you're, if you're a UND fan and you're listening to this, and most likely that you are, yeah, expect to get kind of a rundown of Bill's thoughts on what's happening over the course of the program. We'll kind of highlight, you know, big games that are coming up, interesting things that are happening, coaching hires and, and shifts in mm-hmm. the, the tectonic plates and conference That's realignment, right. all those types of things. All that stuff will be a part of this. Plus, again, just some fun extra things that That's hopefully right. will entertain you and, and keep you coming back for more. So well, it's we g- did have a World Cup summer. We did. Absolutely. And that's going to be something, I mean... That's we'll, on the back that, end. It'll be on the back end. But That's there's, the yeah, Bill, Bill and I both share an affinity for soccer. Um, we both love the Red Sox. There's a lot of things that are happening right now that, that we both are excited about in, in that world. But again, those things will be on the B side. This, that won't be a lead story. Even though stuff. some things happened even la- late last Perhaps night, last we're, night. We're, we're pretty exciting. <laughs> but we'll, we'll keep that on the B side. <laughs> we can hold on. We're going to temper those temper those for just a moment. Just a moment, if you could. Um, Bill did mention a special guest who's going to be a part of this over the course of the duration. David Folsky, who's producing this podcast and does a great job doing so much with UND Athletics. Uh, David, first of all, uh, thank you for being a part of this and, and for stepping up to the plate and making this happen for us, as always. Good yeah. man. Yeah, I did one podcast. Might as well do another. Might as well. So Dave referencing the the award. Can we say award winning? Sit down and cheer? Sure. You'll have to give it an award first. <laughs> as co-host of that, Mitch Wigness in the background pumps his fist. That's good stuff. So David, obviously Bill is your boss and has been yes. so for the last five months or so. One of the things we wanted to do in this original podcast, even though, like I said, Bill's been in Grand Forks now since the start of March, mm-hmm. but we want people to know a little more about him. So we thought it'd be fun to do so with you perhaps playing a little trivia game. But see how well you know your boss, and then we'll uh, we'll see oh how God. the people at home... Well, yeah. Did you know that was going to happen, David? Not a, not a clue. We're full of surprises <laughs> here on, 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 a, on a Monday morning here at the start of August. So let's just let's just start with just some, some easy type things for our listeners. Stuff that our listeners maybe would know. Bill's joining us from what university? Where was he the athletics director prior to coming to the University of North Dakota? Eastern Washington. Bill? That is correct. Ring, ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> one for one. Awesome. Bill, you were there at EWU for 11 years, correct? Part, parts of 11 years. Yeah, started my 11th year last year and uh, start my 12th year as a Division One athletic director uh, this year. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. It is. And, it's great. And the timing of it all works out pretty well, obviously, because University of North Dakota leaving the big sky, leaving your old stomping grounds. So there's familiarity there, but now moving into this new world of the Summit League and soon the Missouri Valley. So the nice thing is you don't have to really play your old school in much of anything coming up the no, next couple of seasons. No, I mean, not, not really. I, I, we, uh, you know, obviously are going to play, and we'll talk about this, right, an independent football schedule as yes, we're sir. sitting here at Football Media Day. Uh, but next year, uh, do go to Cheney to play Eastern Washington as we, uh, as we finish out, so to speak, the scheduling consortium. And that'll be a fun homecoming. Yeah, I, you know, again, I, I, how should I say this? I, I've just gotten to a point where even when I talk to my counterparts, I, I, I love the people that are in this industry. We all have the same thoughts every two hours or three hours, depending upon what sport it is. You know, we want to be one point better. Yeah, or one goal better. I mean, that's just the way. To, that's just <laughs> the way life goes. But at the end of the day, we're all in it. Hopefully, for the greater good. Yeah, good stuff. So, Bill coming to us from Cheney in Eastern Washington. Next question, David. How? Where is Bill from? What's Bill home? What's What's Bill's hometown? Where was he born at? I don't remember. I want to say. S- 
We could even say home state. We'll expand it. What home state? The thing is, I can't. It's somewhere. Is it on the East Coast at yep, least? Yep. Yeah. Right, and I got the region. That's right. That's good. That's a good start. You can even go beyond a state right now. You could say it's part of hmm, a six-state grouping. Would it be new? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting there. Yeah, he... I, I, I don't think I could give you a state. I could just narrow it down to New England, and that's about it. Yeah, that's all right. Well, we'll, we'll right on the Connecticut uh, mass border, so Connecticut. Enfield, yeah. Connecticut. That was, those are the two states I was going between. I didn't know yeah. if it was Connecticut or mass. Yeah, or so, so, so for those of you uh, scoring at home, it's one for two. And uh, <laughs> it, start there, but it, you'd still be a Hall of Famer, which is good. Um, the other piece is uh, northern Connecticut. That's what makes me a Red Sox fan. There you go. New Haven's that demarcation line. Sure. Anything south is those other guys. <laughs> I was I was going to give it to you, by the way. Bill's saying no, though. Bill's a tough judge. Yeah. yeah. And so there you go. So we'll say Folsky batting 500 oh, right yeah. now. It's, it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so you've lived, obviously, you lived on the East Coast, um, worked with a couple of universities out there. You mm-hmm. were at Baylor before you went to Eastern Washington. You've lived now on the West Coast as well. This is kind of your first time, though, being in the Midwest. It is. It is. Uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to this chapter for sure. And uh, it, you're right. It, given I've been at all different parts of the country, it, it makes it interesting coming here, and you can kind of bring that perspective. So you know, it's on me to learn the culture and fit into the culture. But I think I also can bring other cultures around the country here that maybe can make us. Who knows? Have we ever really kind of thought about this, that, or the other thing, sure. and uh, and kind of go down that path? Yeah, I need to have those unique perspectives yeah. from kind of all parts of the U.S. What has kind of been your first impression of life in the Midwest over the course of the first five, six months or so that you've lived here? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think you 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 kind of read about the thought process of uh of uh you know the midwest very welcoming uh you know uh, communities and 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 that's absolutely what i've uh uh found but uh, here's what i'll say alex is every part of the country has their uniqueness and has their their positive uh, in prose and so no matter where you go i think it's how you approach it and it's your attitude right and so at the end of the day we'll say that to our student athletes too i mean you want to you know go into your particular season with the right frame and uh you know we came here as a family you know wanting to be here wanting to come here and uh and hopefully uh you know i, I can bring a little something to the table that will help uh this uh, athletic department grow there you go. Bill mentioned his family. That's a perfect segue to our next question. How many children does Bill Chaves have? David Folsky. How close did you read the and bio? This, and this, yeah. one's a, <laughs> this one's a tough one because I didn't, I didn't bring them per se sure. to the press conference because they were in school. Yeah. Didn't you mention them though? Oh yeah. I mentioned yeah. them. Yeah. And it was they. So that's a yeah, hint. Well, it's not one. I, 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 honestly, I want to say two. But I'm not 100% sure on that answer. <laughs> Bill? You could say two. The third one would be disappointed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whomever the third one is at that point, just however that goes. And I won't say who that will be at this point. You would think logically it would be the third one, but I'm not going to say that. Right. There you go. Talk about your kids. So I've got a daughter 
that's uh, was just a senior in high school uh will be a freshman at und so we're excited about that aaron and then derek is a 15 year old gonna be a sophomore and kevin is a 13 year old and he'll be an eighth grader this year so uh they're uh they're here in grand forks and they're uh you know you drop them in and they're doing their thing right now which is great yeah that's awesome how have they made that transition coming from because you mentioned one of the big things that you've talked about life of an athletic director you, you bounce around a lot you go to different places but you were able to really raise those children in the same spot for over a decade which was really special how have they dealt with moving? Really lucky to be able to have uh, been able to do that because this particular uh, um, business job sometimes doesn't allow you to do that. Yeah. And so we were fortunate. You know, they they came they 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 came to Spokane at seven four and two and leave at eighteen fifteen and thirteen. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah, good. I, you know, a little bit trickier. Here, here's what I'll say to you. A little bit trickier in this sense is that um, they left right after their school year, and um, you pop in and there's they although they're involved in some things right now it, it's kind of that that weird window where yeah. school hasn't kicked in yet so uh so you know they're just trying to feel out grand forks a little bit we've gone on to some you know uh, small weekend trips and tried to get ourselves acclimated so it's been great what's been their favorite part about being north dakotans now have you noticed anything in particular that they've been really excited about yeah you know uh, hard to say i mean uh, you know my 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 middle uh plays hockey so he's been on the ice over at the mm -hmm. ralph uh, since he got here and uh and the other two are in theater and uh and grand forks is tremendous in theater so uh in fact my youngest is going to be in a fire hall here production next week oh, uh, cool. yeah awesome. so so it, it, it'll be um you know tremendous for us uh you know to really um you know take in everything that grand forks has to offer yeah good stuff that is yeah one of the one of the perks about this town even though it's a smaller community there are really good opportunities yep. like that to get involved with so good stuff uh last just one last fun one for you okay what's what's your boss's middle name <laughs> was that in the bio no of course not but this is I don't know. Bill and I haven't gotten that intimate of questions <laughs> yet. <laughs> David, that's fine. I don't know your middle name either, so I'm not going to give that to you. I, I, I'll give you one for three. There still you go. Billy Hall, still be a Hall of Famer, John. John is it? William John Chase. But but the, in the junior. So at the oh, end of the yeah, go. junior. So at the end of the day, I, yeah, I, I'd say one for three. You'd still be on the All Star team. All right, that's solid. That's yeah. solid. Cool. So, Thanks for being up for that. We I'll really just it. sprung that on David last minute, but. Man. You, did, you did well. That's what that's what we're all about here it's in the podcast fun. business. Yeah. And he is the producer. He can cut it all out. This can this can hit the chopping floor exactly. <laughs> just magically disappear. <laughs> Those are the perks. Um, obviously, this is uh, you know a great opportunity in this podcast. Again, the idea is just to give you a chance to kind of present your vision, kind of what's going on with different things in the in the university. When you think about what you hope for the next decade however long you know you're here what do you hope for what do you hope to achieve here at the university of north dakota bill yeah i you know I, there's probably two ways to look at it alex i mean i, th I think there's a micro way and a macro way and I, and I think you know from a macro standpoint you want to be um a pillar uh if you will in any of the conferences that we're in and uh i think you know, you, you want us to be, uh, I guess you look at it maybe like an, an old mall, right? An old mall had uh, these, these um, I don't know, kind of what did they call base stores or mm -hmm. kind of their, their, their flagship stores. And you kind of want to be a flagship, if you will, um, for the conferences that you're in. And what, but that, what that takes is some vision as far as maybe what are we doing on a daily basis with our student athletes um you know from a service standpoint whether it be academics or strength and conditioning um 
in, in that regard. And then the other piece of the puzzle is, you know, is, is where the facilities that they're competing against, is, that, is it where they need to be? And I think those are some of the things that I need to really kind of look back wherever, whenever the tenure ends, yeah. at the end of the day, we never know when that is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, someone's, we all have a shelf life and we all have a, um, an expiration date. The, the beauty of it all is we never know when the expiration date is. And so, um, beauty or non-beauty, I guess. Uh, but, but at the end of it all, I think you want to look back and say, this is what we were able to do from a facility standpoint. Yeah, there you go. So we're hoping UND will be more of a shields or a target versus like the record store that that doesn't quite make it on the corner. Yeah. That, that would mean, be from that mall yeah, analogy that's and, you're hoping and, and, for. You know, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> if you can be an anchor for, for all of the, uh, for the leagues that we're in right now, that's, that's, I think what, what UND needs to be as being, a, a, obviously a, a world-class institution. Yeah. And what's unique about, I and mean, we're going to talk about this now in a sec, but over the course of the summer, UND has officially switched affiliation mm-hmm. from the Big Sky to the Summit League. It's kind of a new, a new but an old territory that you're sort of moving back into. And when you look at that conference over the course of the last you know, two decades or so that it's sort of made up of the teams it currently is made up. It has been the Dakota schools that have kind of been the benchmark. South Dakota State, North Dakota State have really carried the mail for that conference the last 10 years, certainly. And now North Dakota hoping to join right back in yep. and be a part of that as well. Well, no question. And I, I would say if you go back even further, right, to the NCC sure. days, yes, sir. you know, that's that's the same sort of uh, grouping of schools that, that they were, again, anchors in those particular conferences. And, you know, they... they they maybe a couple of them north dakota state south dakota state got on the track a little bit uh, before we did so to speak uh, in the division one world but that doesn't mean though we can't uh, how should i say have an awesome finishing kick and so sure. uh, uh so at, at this point we've just got to continue to f- kind of figure out what's in our best interest and, and what makes us tick and uh you know although we're always kind of looking out as to what's transpiring somewhere else it still doesn't mean whatever it is might be the right thing for us and we have to always make sure that we're we're thinking through that yeah moving to the summit league was just one of a number of things that mm-hmm. happened for und over the summer kind of talk through what were some of the big things from your perspective that took place during our summer vacation over the last three months yeah. or so since all the spring sports wrapped up yeah i i think you know i kudos to to president kennedy w- with his vision i think of getting into the summit league in, in missouri valley football conference i think if you you've uh, spoken to, to Coach Schweiger, he, he would tell you, I mean, he'll probably tell you today at Media Day, is that, you know, I think just the recruiting aspect of being in the geographical area, it makes a whole lot of um, sense for us and has helped us tremendously, um, certainly just in his sport alone, but I think other sports will feel the same impact in that regard. But, you know, you're always in prep mode. I mean, when you're into, you know, when when your last spring event occurs, we're all thinking through, all right, how do we gear up for the next year? And, you you know, even though you, you don't have, in a sense, games, um, you're always thinking what's going to happen the next uh, the next school year. And that's kind of what all of our staff goes through. And then, you know, if you think about it, too, you know, uh, if, if it's a David Folsky or it could be anybody, um, you know, on, on our um, staff. But a lot of times you're going to see those same faces at all these events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you think about it, the home events, we're, we're putting on a good chunk of events every year. Let's just say 80-ish, somewhere in that range. So it's like having 80 weddings a year or something like that. And so at the end of the 
the day. Which is a scary thought. Well, yeah, I mean, you're really for, for most people, one's yeah. a scary thought. But, you know, we're, we're kind of rolling. And some weekends, you're kind of throwing in football and hockey. Sorry. And, I mean, there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. So, you know, we hope that some of our staffing gets their time off, if you will. And they, they're, they're not here on the weekend. I, I don't want to see them here on the weekend. Yeah. I want to see, I want them gone at 5 o'clock during the summer for sure because they're going to, uh, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to put their time in certainly when the season starts. Yeah, and I should clarify, by the way, I had a, my, my, I've been married for three years. Our wedding my, with my wife was, was wonderful. I shouldn't have said scary. That was not the right, but to think about planning that 80 times over over the course of a year. Yeah, no. That, intimidating. Intimidating would be the word. Yeah, that I, I mean, I, I think everyone kind of got what you said. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think, I, I don't know if scary is not the right word. I mean, it, yeah. it can be certainly intimidating. But, um, yeah, our, our staff, you know, they, they work. I mean, when you get into this field, you make a choice. And, you know, you work when people work and you work when people play. I mean, that's just kind of what the deal is. Yeah. Now, there are incredible benefits in regards to the reasons why we do what we do but but certainly um if you if you want to work hard intercollegiate athletics would be the field for you um one of the things along with making that transition and giving the staff a little bit of a chance to, to get a breather and look ahead it was a kind of it was a busy summer for und alums for und athletes currently for und incoming recruits you had two guys win the stanley cup back mm-hmm. in the start of june which awesome. was exciting uh, you had four UND recruits selected in the NHL draft at the end of June. Guys yep. who were coming into town. Um, we talked about that transition to the Summit League. The next day, you launched a new website, fightinghawks.com. That's the, right. The rebrand of what was going on with the old UND Athletics website, which looks great. Yeah. Um, talk me through some of the feedback, by the way. Have you heard positive reviews? I mean, Dave, you can even speak on yeah, this as David, well. Yeah, David, you speak on it too as well. But um, I, I've heard um, nothing but positive at this point. And, and here's here's where I'll gauge things, Alex. If I haven't heard much, then it must be okay. Yes, I mean, generally speaking, I think that's what it is. And I think it's user-friendly, I mean, or at least yeah. more user-friendly. Would you suggest that? Yeah, I would say more user-friendly just because the fact that it's based on newer technologies that's supposed to make it user-friendly, but at the same time that it... It was a the, probably the biggest redesign we've had in years, and it was all in an effort to make everything easier for the fan to find. Yep. And that was that was the big thing for for all of us when we were looking into how to redesign the website, because the last redesign was pretty much just like a re skin, kind of a change of a theme almost. Mm-hmm. But this one's like a completely redo of the website, just to try to make it easier for everyone to yep. use we want to we want that website to be the place for every fan to come visit what's interesting to me through um i guess even the last let's just say 10 to 15 years it could be out to 20 years but let's right. say 10 to 15 years the one thing that really has stood the test are websites websites are still something people go to mm-hmm. i mean other things have kind of come and gone but right now, it, that still seems to be the place that people sort of go. I mean, and, uh, you know, I, obviously with technology changing literally on a daily basis, we had to make sure that we were being, we were meeting the demands both, I think, on the front end and on the back end, too, because I think the back end has been uh, incredibly important for our folks, too, in, in, in media relations, or I should say communications. Yeah. Well, it's a great look, fightinghawks.com. And again, undsports.com still will yep. transfer you to that. So just if you're used to using the old site, but that, that's been a nice thing to have this summer. The other thing that uh, I should say on July 1 kind of occurred too was our contract with Adidas. And so oh, that's sure. an, so right. an all apparel deal uh, with our uh, with our department, something we've never really had. Mm-hmm. And so 
here's what here's what I will say. Um, the, uh, stay tuned on that one. I, I think year two will be better than year one. Year three will be better than year two, and so on and so forth. That's what my experience has been at Eastern. We did that about now eight nine years ago, mm-hmm. and I, I can tell you, upon my departure life in in figuring out um how this community responds to things it's going to be some trial and error sure and so so stay tuned but i think when all the programs are branded a certain way i think it helps us with consistency it'll be fun to see some of those things get revealed men's basketball will be getting new uniforms this year because they were a a nike brand before yes hockey won't be for another two year not not this coming year but the following year because they were still with an old ccm deal but uh but to see yeah some of those different things pop up football will stay the same women's hoops will stay the same but those types of things are fun when you get a chance to see the new look of the teams that you support on a on a a widespread thing well, like this it, with the same design and well, the same and look. When, yeah, we end up, we have got 17 programs. And so how do you try to unify them in some way, shape or form? This is certainly one way. And when, you know, there's different um, opportunities to um, to have certain, uh, you know, apparel companies, it, when you're kind of separated out, it, it doesn't have that unified look. Yeah. And so this gives us a chance. And so, uh, so again, like I said, stay tuned. It's not going to be something that boom it's july 1 now everything magically is is in play i I think it's going to take a little bit of time but it should be uh it should be you know exciting as we move forward some other things from the summer a couple of small coaching changes from for soccer men's women's hoops some um assistant coaches kind of shifting positions Mm -hmm. sort of across Mm -hmm. the board no no big changes but some small things that you kind of had a hand in we had um it turned into there was a point where we had a number of positions just kind of open up for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mainly, mainly, I think the two boxes you try to check is one, is it professionally better for you? And is it two, personally better for you? And I think a number of the people that um, uh, we unfortunately lost because they were very good um, at what they did had had those things occur to them. Yeah. But what that does is provide opportunity to bring others in and then kind of keep that, uh, you know, kind of grinding. We're, we're probably a different place at the university where we have some turnover. I mean, it, you just do. It's part of the business. And I think every time you get to the end of the academic year, if you have folks in certain positions and they've, uh, they've accomplished some things, they should get opportunities. And I'm always one that uh, supports people hopefully getting uh, opportunities. Yeah, you think about guys like Jeff Horner for Men's Hoops yeah. been here with the program, now a head coach down in Missouri. You think about uh, Chris uh, Chitovitsky, who's now the head coach of women's soccer at University of Montana. Like, these are great opportunities. You don't want to say, no, these, these are good things. I think that's a great show that, hey, you and if you go to UND and you have that type of success, you're going to get recognized. That's that people right. People are going to want you to be a part of their program. So, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, speaking of soccer, by the way, new field surface coming up, taking place right outside the Ralph, which is exciting. Not, not going to be maybe be used so much this year, but yeah. for the future for that program, yeah, that's a big and, thing. Yeah, and you know, I, I give, uh, again, the university, uh, you know, so, uh, a lot of credit in, in this regard. We kind of, uh, when we partnered, if you will, both athletics and in the university from facility standpoint, and there was a need there for us to, to take a hard look at that particular surface. And I think uh, uh, we understand that, you know, there's a chance that we may not be playing on it this 
this year? I mean, I, truth be told, probably not. I mean, that's yeah. probably where we're at. But I think the the longer term vision for the for the program obviously is is far better if that field is better. And so, you know, the the very first thing was we needed to really kind of get the surface uh, ready, and then we've got to do some other aesthetic things as well. You know, whether that's a, a fencing type thing, I, we, some some things need to occur once. But the field was a number one. Yeah, women's soccer getting set to start their season yeah. just in a couple days exhibition games coming up on Wednesday and Saturday, Saturday and yep. those will be over at East Grand Forks yep. at the high school so yep. if you're looking for women's soccer who should be very good this year in the Summit League with Chris Logan in his second season East Grand Forks will be the place to go this season one of the big issues with Chris Logan uh, it, it probably the biggest issue is he's a Liverpool fan <laughs> that's that's part of <laughs> that's the issues that we're having to deal with but that's probably the back end that's the B side that's right? the B side yes sir but so. as you'll find out I can't help myself at times and that's okay that's all right so I, I would say that that's one of Chris's greatest strengths is that he's a Liverpool fan but we'll talk about that maybe after a little bit and maybe that is a good segue what did you do over your summer vacation we talked about UND as a whole what were some of the highlights for you your favorite thing either something you shared with your family something professional what were some of the big things for you in the summer? Yeah, you know, I was kind of living in two states for mm. a while, right? And so I was kind of going back from uh, from the time I got here late February and starting March 1. I, I was trying to get back monthly uh, to Spokane and it worked out, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out this way, but my daughter graduated. We were able to close on the house that same week and we were able to kind of load everything up and, and leave. So it was like a check, check, check. And, you know, you, you come here and, uh, you know, it just, it's sort of blurry, right? And I mean, you get your first year and you go through the first year once. So we really have done much per se but a couple things that we were able to do which was kind of neat finally got to a CFL game hey there you go yeah and yeah. Uh, you know and so Weston Dressler who's had a heck of a career you know uh, what 10 plus years and uh, Matt Nichols is the quarterback who when I first got to Eastern was the quarterback there and so kind of two worlds colliding so a couple of uh, weeks ago my son and I went down to oh, excuse me went up to Winnipeg <laughs> and and saw the Blue Bombers play which was awesome very and cool. so that was very cool and then uh, then we were able to actually go see Tottenham play last week and so to, to see U.S. Bank Stadium they've done a heck of a job at U.S. Bank I'll tell you what that it, it, because the world that we live in it, we see so many stadiums mm -hmm. I, I give them uh, you know the city uh, however that played itself out the ownership group there that is just a one gorgeous facility and I can see why the final four it, it'll be awesome it really will be for them it, it just they, they did a nice nice job yeah, that's coming up this spring, I believe, right? Yeah. Hosting the Final Four it this is. year. It is. Um, Bill, by the way, referencing Tottenham Hotspur playing AC Milan in the International Champions Cup at the home of the Vikings earlier this month. Bill Chaves living his best life this summer with the World Cup going on, getting to see his favorite EPL team in person, uh, even though they haven't done anything in the transfer window. But again, they B-side. That's all B-side stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that later. That's right. Um, really quick, we're, we're, we're doing great. We can talk as long as we want yep. to or whatever. We want to try and keep this somewhere between those 30, 30 and 40 yep. minutes each week. So we'll yep. kind of start to want some things down and, and put a bow on some stuff when you look back over the course of these last five months what's a good story what's a good anecdote that you've had an interaction with with an alum or someone on staff something that really stands out to you about your time so far here at UND Bill hmm that's a that's a really a good question I you know Alex I've I've met so many folks um and been to a lot of different functions which has been fantastic w one of the things that you know I, I'll that that reminds me why we're in this and the importance of what sometimes we can play in the chairs that we sit at the time that we sit when we were um we were at the football alumni golf tournament mm -hmm. 
And this is, and sometimes it takes actually the event itself to kind of visually see it. And you watch pockets of alums sitting with each other from their eras, but they don't know the other folks' mm-hmm. eras. And, 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 you know, that's up to us to continually always remind ourselves that if we want people to continue to help us we have to make sure that all the eras eras bond each other and uh so that that was kind of neat and i i don't know i just think the passion of uh of und and wanting to be excellent is is very paramount i mean i i see it every day and uh you know it, it's not lost on me that's what i will say <laughs> and so uh that's probably good to hear for folks that might be uh actually hanging in in this podcast the inaugural podcast and so uh um but you know i think those two things strike me yeah for sure yeah no that's i think that's the one thing that people sort of forget where you're you and the alums you have this shared history or this shared passion for this school but you maybe just know those people that are within that four-year radius of you and well, you don't get that sense of like hey this is this is this big group of people that all care about the same thing they just might not necessarily know each other yeah and you know the other thing that we're, we're going to be working on here and, and hopefully release here in the fall pretty quickly is is a strategic plan for for the uh, athletic department and actually we've got our all first all staff meeting next tuesday and i'll be introducing some of those concepts and and then having the staff weigh in on it but you know you 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 sometimes only go through your prism of your experience as an alum or as someone sitting in the chair and i think sometimes it's you know it's 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 incumbent upon us to make sure that it's all it's an and in that you know our current student athletes may may be having a different experience that mm-hmm. you might have had and it, it's not right or wrong it just is yeah. and so um that's where i go back to kind of the facilities piece you know sometimes you could have someone from let's just say 25 30 years ago and say uh, this is what we did when we were there awesome that's correct could be and it's not that it wasn't right or wrong then but 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 how life goes today we have to always kind of keep figuring out what it is we're kind of dealing with at this stage and whether it be social media or some of the things that we're dealing with um might have been a different experience than others and but 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 we're all humans and we're all bound by this thing called you know und athletics or und in general yeah, for sure. Good, good view to or good lens to view that from. Certainly, as you move forward into this coming school year. Um, well, just one last thing from the A side, a topic type thing. Uh, one of the things that I think is is great, looking just at your kind of your mission statement, kind of what you're about. Uh, you talk about the most important things that you want to impress upon your student athletes were to earn a degree, mm-hmm. to be a leader, and then to perform to perform athletically at your highest level. Yeah. Um, why those three pillars? Well, I mean, obviously, it kind of is self-explanatory a little bit. Well, what kind of brought it you is. to say, hey, this is what we want to be about, what I want to be about as an athletic director? Yeah, so somewhere along the line, I think I became a distiller at heart. I try mm-hmm. to distill it down to the simplest um, things that, that, you know, will move needles. And why do you choose to walk on a college campus? I would hope probably a couple things to learn. Mm-hmm. Now, just because you get your degree doesn't mean though you learned better than somebody else that didn't get their degree but i think if you have a chance to go get this thing called a degree why not go get it (laughs) right and and so i I kind of impress upon what an awesome opportunity the gap still you can look it up i mean we can we can google it here as we're as we're talking but the gap still and again not that this is everything in life but the financial gap between getting a high school high school degree and your bachelor's degree is still the largest gap 
it's it's greater than anything moving forward so so to to be able to come here and the other piece of the puzzle is a lot of times and i fall in this category um i was a first time uh first gen four-year degree college graduate in my my nuclear family and once you do do that you can potentially change your family tree and, and I think, I don't take that lightly. That's why that's the very first one. I love be a leader. Be a leader in action, as we like to say here yeah, at absolutely. UND. I, I think that's a good addition to it as well. I mean, I, and I say, I say to our student athletes, sometimes knowing when to lead is knowing who to follow and when to follow. And, and because not all the time do you need to be the rah-rah person. Do you need to be the one that's out there, um, you know, uh, be verbalizing. Sometimes, you know, you, you need to know the role you're playing. And then again, I perform to your highest level. Hey, here, here's, here's what I do know. The funnel is small. To go from wherever you start, youth sports, all the way down to division one athlete, life might be a lot different than where you just came from, where you might have been the top student athlete on your high school team or club team. This just in, you might not be here. Yeah. You might not be. And so if you can perform to your highest level, no matter what that is, and you can figure out that role, some student athletes struggle with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find that, you know, sometimes, you know, what ends up happening, the common theme between those three things is someone loving what they're doing. That's the common thing. Because if you don't love it, you're not going to do it. It's, there's just too much work. There's just too much work. So you've got to love it. And so that's the trick for our, our coaches to be able to try to figure out that sometimes you don't know it till they come to campus. That's what's hard, really hard. That's good stuff right there. Well, I mean, I hate to get deep on everybody here, but we're still on side A, right? <laughs> that's right. That's we can right. get light on side B. <laughs> but just people have to know that I do have a little bit of a deep side, yeah, too. No, which is, which is good. That's good. That's good to have in someone leading this program. Well, good stuff from Bill Chaves. Uh, I should ask you, so we're going to finish up with this. This is what I'm going to call uh, a segment called Chaves Faves, in which we're going to just talk about. All right, fire away. <laughs> Love it. So just, just, just one quick thing for you. So obviously, we, we just talked briefly that you know you're you're from New England. You're mm-hmm. a Red Sox fan from over there. My mom's from Boston. Um, I'm going there this weekend actually, which is exciting. Uh, and we, uh, you know, the Sox are on pace to win 113 games this year and just swept the Yankees in a four-game series, which hadn't I think it happened three times I think in the history of the two clubs. What was better? I mean, this this Red Sox season, like this glorious Red Sox season that has been so much fun to watch and so enjoyable mm-hmm. over the course, or seeing. The World Cup this summer and seeing England, which was comprised of mainly people from your club team, Tottenham Hotspur, reach the semifinals to see guys perform well and have fun and almost bring it home. What's been a more enjoyable experience for you, Bill, in your sporting life over the course of the summer? And I'm going to say we'll put rules on it that I have to pick one. You do have to. I, be, yeah. I cannot. I cannot have co something. No, this is Chaves faves. This isn't like eh. You know, Chaves. I'm going to tie. This is you know. What was your favorite? Favorite World Cup. These two. World Cup. Yes, sir. World Cup. I, I, you know, impartially because I. I just know that that baseball such a long grind mm. and that I even even having figured out what the Red Sox have done even as late as last night. It doesn't matter because it's 162 games and it's such a grind. The Yankees could still come back. You never know. You never know. And so you have to keep grinding on it. This is a once every four year deal. And I and I kind of gotten into soccer a little bit. And then Tottenham is they, they've got these young players that um, however, this group, if they could stay together, I'll be interested to see how uh, 
how far they can go. That's what I'll say. And then them, right, having so many guys actually spread out through World Cup, right? The goalie winning it with France and so uh, Hugo Lloris. And yeah, so, that's right. So, so there's some other guys that were actually, you know, um, you know, playing, which was kind of neat, which kind of put us in a tough spot in Minnesota because all the guys that made it to the semis, they were on Those holiday. Guys right there. Yes, they sir. were on holiday. <laughs> I love that. They're on holiday. Oh, and the crazy thing is their season starts this weekend, which is wild. EPL I starts know. this weekend. It, it is those guys more than anything. Boy, I'll tell you what. They really don't have an off season, do they? I mean, I don't even know. I they now I can kind of understand. Like when I first started, and this is when I say first started, this is only like four years ago. <laughs> I couldn't understand like someone was on holiday in February, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, well, because if you look at their 12 month calendar, they've been playing so much. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body when oh. you don't really get any time off. Yep. So, but yep. that's that's gonna be fun. I'm a Liverpool fan, as we alluded to earlier. Chris Logan and I are on one side of the fence. Bill, Bill, and uh, the rest of the Spurs fans are on the other. But so the Spurs, um, the Spurs <laughs> opening up their new stadium against Liverpool. Yeah, exciting. Yes, the new so White Hart four, Lane. Yes, yeah. fourth match in, I think, and uh, we'll see what transpires. But I, I, who knows if it will be ready or they'll get occupancy into there. But that's at least the plan at yeah. this point. It'll be a B side topic for that particular week. I have a, I have oh, a strong feeling. I have a good time, feeling about big that. Big time. Although a lot of pundits uh, picking. Liverpool to give City a run. As they should. Yeah, Manchester City last year won the EPL with a record point total over 100 points. Had a phenomenal season. Liverpool finished kind of a distant fourth, but they, you know, we, we, we uh, well, now again, Liverpool owned by FSG, the Fenway Sports Group, which owns the Red Sox. So we're kind of yes. tied in. You're, you're a part, you're at least a portion of you are kind of on this side. Part of the problem with the Red Sox <laughs> losing at times has been it's too much expectation and too much, too much of the ownership group going to yeah. England and figuring Liverpool out. Yeah. Split. That, is, that has been part of the Split issue. Split priorities yep. sometimes. So, so that's what actually has made me even more disappointed in Liverpool. <laughs> Well, we'll talk about well, that'll you know again. Those will be small topics that we'll discuss over the course of this podcast, over the course of the season. But um, it is football media day. We're here at the Alaris Center. Uh, final thoughts. Excited to hear Bubba and the guys talk as this season really is just around the corner. August thirtieth, their opener against Mississippi Valley State, not that far away. This will be fun today to chat with some of the guys and kind of hear what's been going on. Yeah, a cu- couple things I-, I will say about football is uh, if you haven't purchased your season tickets, uh, would love to have you become a season ticket holder. The best way for us really to continue to be supported from a revenue standpoint certainly donations are awesome in every every way shape and form obviously we're we're excited about but being a season ticket holder is incredibly important so again if you haven't for if you have thank you and if you haven't please uh would love to uh consider uh, uh being a season ticket holder yeah i a little tricky the next two years really for football right i mean you're kind of in independent status and you know we have to do a great job i know we saw mitch floating around here and you know we've got to do a great great job if we're we're fortunate enough to have a season that we're hoping to have we've got to make sure that we are our, our own best uh, friend when it comes from PR standpoint to make sure that the committee understands all the things that are going on with uh, with UND football because you know fortunately or unfortunately we're not going to have a conference to really kind of back us per se but I trust that the committee um, this day and age you can watch a lot and so if you want to watch uh, schools play you should be able to watch it on demand literally yeah. I mean you don't have to watch it live either you can go back and watch it so I trust that the committee will do a great job in uh, in making sure that they uh, they get the um, 14 best uh, 
um, at-large teams at the end of the year. Yeah, I think if you're a UND fan, the hope would be, even though the automatic bid from a conference isn't there, if you were going to be good enough to earn that automatic bid, you're going to be good enough to make the playoffs. So it'll be a it'll be a fun football season coming well, up even to get la- started Even soon. last year, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, it, it's only going to be one of 13 schools in the big right. sky that's going to get the automatic right. berth. And then two years ago, when UND goes 8-0, and obviously, it, it, even then, don't get the automatic berth and so so at the end of the day you just got to take care of your own business yeah, and, well, and then hope that the committee obviously recognizes the performance yeah a lot more football talk coming up on this podcast over the next couple of weeks now though i think we're going to sign off for this pilot episode bill chaves david Folsky, alex heiner thanks again so much for listening it's the bill chaves podcast